The goal of the Salumas podcast is simple. Take a candid, objective, and often comedic approach to the human condition. In keeping with this, the use of expletives, crude humor, and references to harsh realities are a commonplace. If you find any of this to be offensive, please, please, please throw your listening device in the trash. If not, enjoy the show. Had a little sneezing fit, but I'm all right. That's good. Yeah, I made a little bit of a went a little on the Cajun side for dinner today. Made some uh, like some Cajun season like sausage with some vegetables and uh, over a bed of rice, and uh, felt like I went a little hard on the on the rice. So I went and did some cardio at the gym here at the apartment complex. Here did about an hour and ten minutes or so. And I feel like a lot better. It's so weird when you just go and, you know, walk a little bit after you eat or do some kind of uh, I was on the bike, but I just did steady state kind of cardio, like pretty decent resistance. And like I said, did it for about an hour and 10 minutes. I feel a lot better. So speaking of like health shit. Yeah, man, you got that nice treadmill, too, man. Um, Chris, what's your thoughts on, on intermittent fasting? What's your thoughts on that? I mean, it's good, dude. It, it has its place. Um, yeah. Your hormone levels are naturally going to increase. Because mm-hmm. we've talked about it in previous po- podcasts. It's like the hungry tiger co- concept. Like, mm-hmm. it, it takes a tiger being hungry to to want to hunt. And all the devices that are in your body, chemical or otherwise, aren't going to be as... Uh, up and running so to speak if you're just constantly fucking satiated Mm. so a little bit of intermittent fasting is good and you can also wear out your fucking digestive system too if you're just constantly flooding yourself with food even if Mm -hmm. you're like doing it to bulk up yeah your your gi tract just can't keep up with that shit Mm mm-hmm yeah, I, uh, I'm wanting to do it for about, I'm going to give it about like six weeks. I started doing like a 16-8. And uh, so from, you know, 8 p.m. to 12 p.m., no food, and then 12 to 8, I'm going to eat. So I'm um, just learning to take it a little bit easy, be smart with it. And I've done it before, and it was really, really helpful. So I'm going to give it another shot this uh, this sort of like as we get into the holiday season. You know what I mean? This is the time where everyone kind of gains more weight and shit like that. I want to do things a little bit smarter this year. Anyway, uh, today, uh, I know I had sent you guys some messages about what I wanted to go over today. Uh, well, I sent them the other day, but I want to talk about this. I don't, it's going to be an interesting discussion. I hope it's about the, the Instagram, everyone calls them Insta thoughts or Instagram models or the, the influencers and, and all the people that are out there and they're, it seems like it's a lot of flaunting yourself, which I'm totally fine with. Uh, it's a lot of flaunting yourself, but like, I also, I'm trying to find out as a man when they post the, the feminism post, like, and don't objectify me and stuff like that. How is it that men can receive that message properly when that's kind of, it seems like that's kind of what they're doing. I like to think of myself as a pretty aware guy, but when I see like, 
you know, you're talking about female empowerment and you're talking about don't objectify us, but like all I see are just like mm. badass and some big titties or, you know, and you're dancing and which is totally cool again, but it feels like it's kind of weird whenever dudes are getting shit on for doing what it seems like you want them to do. And then they're paying them for it. You know, a lot of these people are, are sponsored and they're verified. And, you know, when you are recognized as an influencer, um, you know, you tend to get, there's some kind of monetary reward or something for it. So it's like, I feel like they're imbibing in this system and they're profiting from it, but they, it's like, they don't want people to pay them or to be a part of it. Is that, is that weird? The way I'm saying that? I don't know. Like, are, are you saying like the duality of, uh, you know, their existence online is predicated on really what amounts to superficial elements. Like the reason why they have such a followership is not because of their shining personality or intellect. It's because yeah. they po- posted this fly ass booty pic of them in Ecuador, like exactly five minutes ago. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is that I, I think, I think you can't have it both ways to a certain degree mm-hmm. because you, it, I just in the same vein that I am not my ear, mm-hmm. you know, like if, if my ear got cut off, like, yeah, that's Chris's ear. Like that's my ear, but that's not me. That's not, that's not who I am. You know, mm-hmm. um, ass and titties are but the same is thing. Who you are that gets you money though. You know what I'm saying? Well, but but what I'm getting at is ass and titties are the same thing. Like there that's not you. That is a characteristic that you possess. And the the characteristic that you possess, that being objectified, that's just gonna fucking happen. Now yeah. p- people appreciating you on the merit of your personality, intellect, what you contribute to society, that's entirely up to you. But you sure. can't, there's nothing you can do to change whether somebody's going to objectify you because it, we've talked about it numerous times. That's how humans make sense of the fucking world. Mm-hmm. Just because there's a sexual component attached to it and because there's a monetary moment of uh, element attached to it doesn't mean that, that all of a sudden objectification becomes this big fucking boogeyman. And, yeah. and I get what, I get what you're saying that it is it's it's kind of i don't i don't know a better word but hypocritical to get on there and again your followership is predicated on on what amounts to superficial means unfortunately i don't mm-hmm. give a fuck that's just the reality of it yeah. if you got yeah. fifty thousand followers and all your pictures of you looking sexy uh, the vast majority of those people that are following you are following you because you're sexy yeah so I mean, it, yeah. It, it, if you want more, you gotta be more. So yeah, by all means, be sexy or whatever. But you can be a sexy astrophysicist. Like you can have your Instagram and shit and be appreciated on those those grounds. But like on, on my Instagram, which I don't have an enormous followership, but like it's food stuff, it's weightlifting stuff, and it's outdoor stuff. Mm-hmm. And every one of those 
things that I'm presenting, I fully expect people to objectify in some kind of context. Yeah. Like that's why it's interesting to follow. And and I'll I'll close out this little tirade that I went on with what I've been thinking about in relation to Instagram followership and influencers and things like that. Like, I don't think we should just limit it to women and because that, that is, that is the, the go-to is to think about, but I want, I wanted to focus it on women because I want to essentially try and figure out how as men, can we separate, um, can we, can we recognize it or, or be on the same level whenever they say that it's, you know, that it's art and it's something beautiful and they're celebrating, they're celebrating the female body and they're doing all that kind of stuff. Because just like any other art, art is to be objectified, you know? Oh, um, well, but, what? but I, I think it's all in the nuance. I think sure. it's in, it's in the sauce, man. It, it really, and it's been joked about like what, co- what's the difference between being, um, creepy and, and being charming yeah it's it's being good looking sometimes like there and, and i know that's very reductionist to what we're talking about but the way that a, an individual goes about appreciation goes the long fucking way even if you just drop a fucking like and then keep it moving but there's a vast difference between doing that and again you you don't have to separate I'm sorry, people can't force another human being to separate uh, their appreciation for their form from some kind of sexual attraction. That's an innate fucking thing. However, mm-hmm. you can expect respect when it yeah. comes to that shit. But but forcing people to perce- perceive you in the exact way that you want to be perceived is the most arrogant shit in the fucking world. Yeah. But... What I was thinking about is between all of these social media platforms where you have people living what amounts to, uh, what, what is that game? Third life. Second skin. Oh, second I, life. Second life. Some shit oh. like it. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling like what goes on and how people present themselves online between the multiple media platforms. And you're already seeing them kind of uh, um, become one entity. Facebook is beginning to absorb the rest of the social media platforms. It reminds me of like the rudiments of what will become ready player one. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. like what we're seeing right now, if we were to look back, back like 30 years from now, say something apocalyptic doesn't transpire mm-hmm. 30 years from now, technology keeps up, not, not the pace because it's increasing exponentially. So within 30 years, say we're looking at like artificial environments that we can escape to through technology, right? Mm-hmm. Right now, we're experiencing the fucking rudiments of it. So fucking think about that. Think about, and and I know this is a rabbit hole, but think about the leap from that to if we were exposed to an environment like Ready Player One. I love that movie. Yeah, I do too, but people's, people's identities are already intrinsically fucking tied to social media platforms 
that are relatively two-dimensional. So if we develop a three-dimensional, like, fucking free-reign free kind of world online type shit, which is a very real possibility if shit doesn't hit the fan, think about what kind of identity crises people will have. Yeah. Think about what that will do to the human psyche because it's already happening with these very rudimentary versions of what are probably going to come together to become a much more intensified, crystallized version of a online self. Mm. But that person that they're putting on there, anything that you're putting on fucking social media, unless you're doing it specifically for therapeutic fucking purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an object. It just well, fucking is. It's just a goddamn object. I'm sorry. Let me, I want to read something really quick. Um, it's uh, it's from the Harvard Crimson and this female wrote this and she said, at the end of the day, there's no escaping the male gaze. Even if I'm just writing articles and getting flights, uh, Uh, Getting in fights on Facebook, I will still have my appearance scrutinized by strange men. Even if I'm fully clothed in all of my photos, even if I don't post a single bikini photo, even if I'm the only if if the only public photo of myself is a LinkedIn headshot, I'll still be objectified. My modesty will not protect me from male lechery. There is also no escaping misogyny. If I'm just posting photos of myself in swimsuits, even if I strive to make myself as pleasant and apolitical as possible, um, even if I refrain from expressing my feminist beliefs, I will still be subjected to uh, misogynistic attacks. My silence will not protect me from male intimidation. People tell me that there are um, that I'm two very different people on social media. But the reality uh, is that there has only been one person the whole time. It's easier, however, to pretend that there are two people because women can neither be a Madonna or a whore. That's why so many so-called feminists denigrate Nicki Minaj and Amber Rose, despite all the work that these two women have done for intersexual feminism. It's hard to respect a woman when she's not modestly dressed. Feminist role models should wear suits and lab coats, not bikinis and thongs. What's your thoughts there, Mark? What do you, I want to go with you. What do you think about something like that? Um, say that last sentence of hers again. It just, I just lost said it. feminist role models should wear suits and lab coats, not bikinis and thongs. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, the 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 ideas that she's expressing in, in that um that excerpt um are equally as confusing to me as the idea of feminism as as I understand it today. I think that women haven't had enough time exercising their indulgences because they're not built to impose their ideals on the world like men are, you know. Mm. And so they're going to have to catch up and learn how to do that and take accountability for it. Um, I've been, oh man, I've been an avatar since I was six years old, pretending I used to get underneath the cushions of the couch and like stack them on top of me. So it'd be really dark like before. And I would just, I would just like go to, go to other worlds all day long, just like playing like my brothers and men would like pull me out of the couch and beat me up. Like he's fucking weird on mama. What's wrong with him? You know, (laughs) but um, then I'd go outside and play pretend with my buddies and I'd be in the treehouse. And very early on, perhaps because of some biological impulses or whatever, I we have to reconcile that incredible urge to indulge and exercise that cerebral space 
when when you're doing it recreationally, right? Mm-hmm. And as a man, you get used to that. You figure out how to do it. I, I liken it to the same thing I always talk about with what happened with social media, which may have a lot to do with it being the huge populace of females that that started getting on the internet and being on social platforms. But dudes always knew that they were not Mark. I'm, I'm Seku online or I'm Slate of Dark or I'm one of my other little handles that I've been since I was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm not me. I'm not Mark. And in doing that, I get to exercise some small dimensions of, of my mentality that not even 10% of me, but are better represented in this pretend space space in the cyber playground. And I think women have not had enough practice at that in our society to understand, you know, how to marshal that responsibly and to not, I don't defend my rogue in Warcraft outside of Warcraft, like all the social ramifications of how I participate in that enormous society. I don't defend it in real life. It's just, that's the kind of rogue. That's just the way I play the game. Well, Women have some utility and a lot of other things in their beauty that they can like um, make utilize like a tool. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but it's in the it's subtle. It's nuanced. Like Chris was saying, I think what we have to grow to understand together as a society is is that um, it's, it's okay to sell your form. And the reason why they're, there's no way to connect it is the same reason why I can't be held totally responsible for, for dropping that rage quitting out of the, the Warcraft raid or not wanting to play this week, because that's not the actually the real me. And I think that just, that we just need to realize that, um, especially in like the Instagram. So I'm looking at Instagram right now and it's just unbelievable how good people are, you know, making themselves look beautiful. I don't know what they really look like, but they're probably, you know, pretty people already. Mm-hmm. Every now and then I send you pictures of, of incredible like Nigerians and stuff. Kalu, I do that all the time with you. So, you know, like that's what I think Instagram is for. I don't want to see nothing else, but amazing booties and <laughs> Jen Selter, like doing a downward dog or something. What else is it for? Okay. See, the question I like to ask is how come, we have just like feminists, they have this like uh, complaint or whatever about what's going on, but they really, it's a lack of capacity or exercise in reconciling those, uh, I guess that yin and yang or those conflicting realities, because why is there so much porn? We all, what is it? It's not really that you don't, you don't have it within you. It's just, you can't reconcile it in your day-to-day life. And that's because that's not where it belongs. It's a dark, small part of your psychology, but it's just represented in a large way because you can do that with the internet. But Instagram is huge, but the indulgence, the sensory perception that it is, it's all it is, is looking at stuff. I'm not going to look at nothing unless it's something interesting to look at. And Mm. so it doesn't matter if it's sexual or like somebody like really fried or you know, see her steak really well. <laughs> doesn't matter. Or someone doing a thousand chin-ups. It doesn't matter. That's exactly what it's for. It's the visual sensory indulgence. And that's it. So when you get hit on, what happens is women have this other responsibility that they're only just now getting accustomed to marshalling, you know. What is that? That is they have to they have to preserve and protect 
their the dimension of their sexuality, which is simultaneous, simultaneously very vulnerable for them. Men have been doing it for a long time. If you want to better understand what I'm talking about, you got to listen to Camille Paglia or Palia. Palia, yeah, the, the G solid. Camille Palia. She's that really, really like uh wacky uh feminist from like the 70s and stuff that wears a leather jacket and talks really fast. Mm-hmm. But uh if you listen to her, she explains it perfectly. She uses the 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 gay community, a male gay community as an example. She says no one ever asked why they're not asking for all kinds of rights and stuff like modern day feminists and you know SJWs because They've been taking care of themselves for a very long time. The lifestyle that they live can be very dangerous because a man can hurt you so easily. A man can hurt another man so easily, too. And that's the part that's missing. Like they just have to create forms and customs that protect their private life because what they're doing, you can't bridge your private real life with what you project on Instagram. But Instagram might make you a lot of money or something for your private life. And um, that's OK. I think just women just have to learn that that's that's something that men have been doing all all for many, many years. We have tons of different forms from speakeasies to Masonic lodges to, you know, the bar to the playing with the basketball league on Saturdays. It's all kinds of things we do where. Um, I'm a slightly different dossier in that environment and I leave it. I leave it there. You yeah. know, the, the rules of the gym and stuff. I don't know if I make <clears throat> sense uh, when you go are very different so much that gyms have to spin up different cultural styles. Yeah. They have to be different types of gyms. So some guys want to really hit it hard and they might want to yell and scream. They may even have like uh like rights that they do before lifting, you know what I mean, or mm-hmm. something. And, and other people are intimidated by that. Well, I got to have a whole nother gym. But they still they leave it there at the gym. That's the way they participate in that one particular activity and i think women i'm looking at one of my favorite instagram people right now that she she flies all over the world and like poses her butt and stuff and she's built like a million girls in west africa but still she's just really popular Mm -hmm. and i don't know what else would you do with instagram like so what i'm saying is when if, if i understand what you started off with uh the women that are sort of trying to defend they're making a they're making a, a, a conflation like you can't defend like who you are on Instagram with whatever respect or regard you want in general from the society as a woman. So yeah. that so you're saying that's a completely different environment. And it's like stop expecting some stop expecting any sort of rights or equality or something like that out of out of a completely different world. That's not really real. Is that kind of what you're saying? Kind of. Yeah. Kinda. Well, that that's a, that's only one step away from the one to one. OK, like if you're looking at somebody right in the fucking face. Yeah. Your perception of them and vice versa, you neither one can dictate how that perception hits. You just fundamentally can't. You can't like I like I say, I think I'm dope. But I don't expect other people to think I'm dope. Like, and I know that again, working in community mental health, I know I can't go into social situations with expectations of how I'm fucking perceived. All I can do is control how I go about presenting myself if 
I have some objective in being perceived a certain way. That's the only efficacy that I fucking possess personally. However, however, a big piece of this, especially as three men, that we have to acknowledge is that we have a luxury even. Okay, I'll tell you this. I get before COVID, I got sexually harassed at work constantly. I mean, relentlessly about everything by multiple motherfucking women. And I never took it serious. I laugh. I carry on, whatever. And then I had a female co-worker laughing and being like, damn, Chris, you get sexually harassed a whole lot. Like, that's kind of a double standard. Yeah. And, I, and I appreciated her being willing to say that. But I had to be like, no. It's not. And the reason why is because there's no implicit threat that's due to patriarchal rule and men being inherently more dangerous than women. Yeah. When I'm sexually harassed versus when a woman's sexually harassed, when Mm -hmm. a woman, even something as, as innocuous as prolonged eye contact is threatening coming from a man. If I get prolonged eye contact from a woman, it don't matter if I'm sexually interested in her or not. I'm still not threatened. So the conversation yep. turned into like, well, what if uh, what if we were to jump you? I said, I was like, look, I, I, y'all couldn't handle me. Like, like, listen, I, I love I you guys, like, but y'all get your ass beat. <laughs> yeah, I was like, me for real. She was like, what if me and so-and-so and so-and-so? I was like, listen, you have no chance. There's just no chance. I said, get everybody in this building and y'all come up with a plan and meet me in the parking lot. If you and and that was how absurd the conversation became. That's <laughs> but that's how that's how comfortable I am. That's how yeah. not threatened I am as a man. Let's zero that, in on that. That's, that's there's just, none. There's just, none. I'm like, if there yeah. was twenty-two women that was just sexually like yeah. out in the parking lot about to run up on me. I'd be like, all right, well, who's about to get kicked first? Like any, <laughs> no part of me is thinking that the boogeyman right. is lurking around the corner. Right. Now, now, the- now you're getting somewhere interesting, man. You kind of, you just, you just tighten it up for us. Cause uh, yeah. Now I want to know like what now when a woman has the freedom and the capacity to increase the amount of creeps that give her attention because she has the freedom to do that, but still the natural imbalance of the fact that I can impose myself on a woman easier than a woman can impose herself on me exists. Let's say, let's say it even more raw than that. So no one gets confused. A, a, a typical psychologically healthy man can't perform sexually while under duress. He he can't maintain an erection if he's afraid for his life. It's almost like a, biological safety valve right mm-hmm. but that's why a man can impose himself on a woman then a woman can't impose herself on if you want to get like completely technical about it yeah so what 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 do we say then to women who maybe just model on instagram but all the creeps in the world still exist they're still able to look at instagram you can't filter them out mm-hmm. you know well, what, what I would say, and it, it comes back to this, and, and it oftentimes does with me, but 
under a capitalistic fucking paradigm, we are all commodities. Oftentimes we are collections of commodities. Each individual that's on this particular podcast right now is a commodity in multiple veins, right? You know, they, you're a Renaissance man or a Renaissance woman. You have multiple things that you bring to the table that can be commodified. And that's what the system does. Well, this is a byproduct or a, not even a byproduct. It's a direct product of a capitalist system. Now I will say that, that yes, there is an empowering element in in women taking control of their sexuality and wielding it like a mighty fucking axe because they know men covet them. Hmm. Whether, and and I know that that, I'm sure women would be like, well, that's not why I do it. I don't do it because men covet, covet me. But on the macro fucking level, wielding female sexuality, and the male desire that is associated with it is a means of empowerment. We can't fucking deny it. However, it it very well could be an evolutionary dead end as far as making meaningful progress because you are a commodity. You talked about lab coats earlier. Yeah. You talked about like, well, you can't be a role model if you don't do this. You you absolutely could be a role model within whatever context you want. It's absolutely. just a ma- it, it's a matter of biodiversity or social diversity. Having having women out there, so, so a, a girl has a choice. You don't push that shit to the fucking forefront and be like, "Hey, girls, this is your way out." That's akin. That is very much akin to the whole notion of pushing the black community either either learn how to shoot a basketball or learn how to mm. rap. Mm. It, it's it's a very similar fucking device. Pushing on women the notion of, hey, look, I know you're smart. I know that you got a PhD in this and that. But you, but you have yeah. you got a PhD in, in big old titties and ass too. Yeah. And that's what's gonna get you fucking one million followers. Mm. Okay. So, but it still doesn't change the fact that that push to do that is empowering to a certain fucking glass ceiling. You're not yeah. going to get to the big boys club with that. Yes, LeBron that's perfect. James, you said that that there is even even in that realm of of like <clears throat> of influencers and people on Instagram, there is still always going to be a glass ceiling for them because at the end of the day, there's going to be some person that's going to say, you're just an Instagram. You're just an Insta thought. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You're just like a LeBron whore. James. They're going to use terms like that. You know what I'm saying? Well, exactly. It's the same phenomena with LeBron James. You get this okay. notoriety on the basis of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And then you want to use that that platform that you have accumulated and you feel like, well, I'm taken seriously. I, I have a million followers. And then it turns out. Some dumb out, bitch is going to say, just shut up and dribble. Just shut up and dribble. Yeah. And it's the same fucking thing. It, it's the same fucking thing for, for women. Mm-hmm. I'm goddamn sorry that the world is the way it is, but you are not recused from the rules of this hegemonic masculine fucking society and well and and white well, fucking they'll find European, a way to, to put the rules on you 
Well, it, it's it's a white Euro, Eurocentric society as well. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is LeBron James, by every metric, should be considered considered a role model. Yeah. Except for his, like, dramatic, like, taking fouls. Like, that's ho shit. But, <laughs> so that's ho but, shit. But by every metric, LeBron James should be considered a role model. I mean, he's an activist. He's a fucking hell of an athlete. He doesn't have any kind of, like, scandalous shit. Yeah. He created a fucking school and is and doing full rides for kids for college. And a 100% graduation rate. Yeah. Like, fucking phenomenal work. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's shut up and fucking dribble. Mm-hmm. And how? And I'm sorry, but at the end of the day, I don't care if you got a million in- Instagram followers and you post in all this profound fucking shit attached to a picture of you in your bikini, it still show up. It's it still shut up and ass and titties because the moment that you start getting fucking political, you're not fucking t- or, or political, uh, whatever, whatever it is you choose to endeavor in. You're not taken seriously because you haven't, you fundamentally haven't attracted that demographic and their attention. You Mm -hmm. haven't, you haven't done the fucking, the work to get that group of people to pay attention to you on that fucking level. And I'll say this and I'll shut the fuck up for a second. The, the, my ex-girlfriend, very pretty, very good looking girl. She would post pictures on Facebook and it would be a picture of her just a picture like a face shot of her get a million motherfucking likes on Facebook right and it wouldn't even have to be anything profound it'd be like I god I love Mondays some shit like that she's got all these thirsty ass dudes and it's not even anything provocative right but let her share anything else literally anything else let her share no no likes no anything like four like fucking four and i've watched her and bless her fucking heart i watch i've watched her post the shit and then i come back later just because i'm fascinated by this shit to see if maybe the likes have gone up and she will have deleted it Oh, so, God so what damn kind it, of, that sucks. Yeah, dude, but what kind of psychological element, and, and that can't occur in a vacuum. She yeah. can't be unique in that shit either. Mm-hmm. So if I've got that, that example, that fucking close to home, and this person doesn't even have anywhere near the likes to be considered an influencer or a, an Instagram model or anything like that, Think about how that shit scales up. Mm. Yeah, that's a uh, goddamn. I didn't know that it, it would have that kind of effect on some people where it would cause them to delete something. It's it's like if if that is exactly how it went down, then it's like there are people that do that that are so tapped in to, to that that their value is perceived or their perceived value comes from how many likes they get. And so you just get into that system where you're constantly posting things to be validated by this, you know, this thing that seems real to you, but to these other people, it's just a way to, it's, you know, they'll get their jollies off, you know, they'll like, and and, and that's, and they'll keep it moving or something like that. It's just a, it's just a game to them. Maybe. Why why do you think she deleted it, Chris? Because it's an embarrassment. It is an embarrassment that again, that That not enough people gave it attention. 
Well, and 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 she's a, a smart enough human being to to have at some point, if she's wanting to be honest with herself, acknowledging, holy shit, the people that I surround myself with or the people I've approved on Facebook do not give a fuck about me outside of my superficial, like, outward appearance. Yeah. They don't give a fuck about my opinion on anything. And and if she did get something, she did present something that was slightly like, well, this is my opinion on things. Then there would always be some motherfucker on there mansplaining to her like, well, it's not really like that because it is. that it, And she she fundamentally isn't really prepared for that kind of thing. Right. So, yeah. So guess what? She retreats. She's like, she's like, fuck this. This is too stressful. I'm yep. not dealing with it. I'm going yep. back to what I fucking know. What's easy. What makes me feel good. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and again, that's, that's, it was a tragic thing for me to fucking watch secondhand as well, because I, it's not like I don't do shit for the likes. I oftentimes I do shit. Uh, like I share like cute pictures of my dogs and shit like that for the likes because I'm like, yeah, I know that you better like all these adorable ass puppies and stuff. But sometimes I just share shit because I want to shock people. Like mm-hmm. if it's somebody that will be shocked by it, it brings me joy knowing that it's their fault for being friends with me on Facebook and they scrolling through and they're just like, oh, oh shit, or that maybe I brought somebody some joy. Like that's why I share some shit, but I'll share fucking articles about current events and science and all kinds of shit. And it gets taken seriously. Mm. Whether, whether somebody agrees with me or not, people engage with me in a meaningful way. People react to my shit. It's taken seriously on that level. Now on top of that, I won't say I don't give fuck. Like I told you, I get sexually harassed. I get objectified. I get, you know, God, you're not even that fucking hot. Jesus. I, no, but I'm, I'm really clever and I'm good at coming <laughs> up with funny shit. <laughs> and, uh, but people slide into my motherfucking DMs all the time about some shit. And I, you know, I'm polite, even if I ain't interested in the stuff, but I share some immodest things. I mean, Fuck, I do, but the modest things. What do you mean, like dick pics or something like that? Is that what you're saying? No, like like me on Facebook with like little sh- short shorts and a semi-automatic submachine gun. Oh, fair enough. Okay, you know, shit, the ignorant shit. You mm-hmm. know, there's like there's a little bit of Burt Reynolds to it, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I, uh, but I again, I have the luxury. Uh, goddamn, it's motherfucker mashing out outside uh i have the luxury not only of being a male and not being threatened by virtue of being a male i'm also another tier above just average male so whereas an average male might not feel comfortable running around in little pink shorty shorts on facebook and you know talking sweet to his cat and shit on video and and sharing questionable shit. I don't give a fuck. I have license to me at least. I have license to do that. And so we have this enormous diversity of individuals who don't have the privileges that I fucking have. Okay. 
mm. that want to be taken seriously, so desperately to be taken seriously. Everybody wants to be fucking taken seriously, it seems like, right? Mm. Well, well, how do you do that? Oftentimes, the easiest way you know how. Okay. That's it. It's it's what you got. If you got it, flaunt it, whatever. It's the easiest way you know about getting from point A to, to point B. And then we go back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. That, hmm. belo- that, yeah. belong- that, that yeah, belongingness and the, the esteem. The esteem and the belonging. The esteem and the belonging. And there's hmm. not a lot of room in the belonging for or or esteem either but there's not a lot of of room in the belonging for posting things that will potentially alienate you from your followership who only follows you on the basis of superficial fucking means Mm. that's it okay but you know what you can't you, you cannot post things unfortunately you can't post things that you know good and goddamn well, like as enlightened as I would like to be, when I see some nice titties, I'm not going to be like, you know what? That's art. I, you know, I, yeah, I, 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 I never applaud. in my life thought big, beautiful titties on Instagram was art in my I, entire I life. Mean, it's, Ever. It's, it's art. It's art in the sense that it's just like, damn, I love that. That's beautiful. But it elicits something more than that. It just yeah. fucking does. Sorry. Fucking does. I can't help it. So why do you... I, 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 I fundamentally do not have the answer for why somebody would expect, have expectations of somebody's own deep-seated visceral reaction to something that they fucking posted. I understand I'm pro-life or uh, pro-choice, but I understand pro-life people freaking out and having visceral reactions to the idea of abortion. I understand it. I don't understand it. Okay. Dave Chappelle said it. He's like, these motherfuckers Mm -hmm. think that they're out here killing babies. They have this yep, in their yep. head that they're killing babies. So on that premise, I understand. On the premise on what, how I understand it, like a collective, like a clump of fucking cells, basically, a fucking tadpole. No, yeah. that's not. That's not a baby. You know, that's that's the components that will eventually become a baby. But I, right. but I can't understand the shit. Yeah, that's a good. That's another good, like, example to draw too, because. You, that's what I was failing to communicate earlier when I was saying there's something that I think people, if you're speaking on, on from the perspective of the lady modeling on Instagram, there's something that they, they don't fully understand it completely about all of what's going on and what's being communicated there, sexuality and, you know, all that other stuff, too, mm-hmm. or else they wouldn't be or else they wouldn't have those expectations, you know, hmm. Well, and and we we've gotten caught up in this idea, and I will say, on average, you know, by virtue of men being at the helm, men have fucked up things way worse than women have yeah. historically. Men yeah. are responsible for pretty much the near totality of everything that's fucking bad in society. Yeah, damn fucking near, right? But that's that's kind of like, you know, 
well, who else is going to do it? Because men are at the fucking helm, right? Mm. Um, having people be in a semi-egalitarian type of situation, um, we really have to make, we, we have to entertain the notion that these are just regular-ass human beings. It's patronizing of, of women to assign them a puritanical value just in the same way that it's like, well, they're either a Mother Teresa or a slut. Yeah. You know, that duality, it, it, it's, it does an enormous disservice. It really does. To, to women, and it's patronizing to women to assign them a puritanical puritanical value whereby they are somehow um and so, some sort of omniscient beings that are above reproach no they are humans just like us however we have to see what points they're subjugated at we have to make those allowances for where they're subjugated at mm-hmm. where the disparity resides but uh-uh no, the the fact that there is a disparity also mm-hmm. can facilitate a counterculture within our society. Well, well said, man. Dude, like, it is. Like, it's it's like, a counterculture. I've, th- I've thought about itself. that a lot, too, and I agree, too. I think that we should make um, concessions where there are disparity. I feel like that about um, like unequal pay, because, you know, when you do the numbers, it, uh, I've, I've heard it said that it's not really that women are underpaid. It's just, they're not doing going to the extremes that men are. Right. So that, that there's that, there's that bell curve. And I'm okay with correcting things like that. I want to ask if it's okay, Kalu, like, like a little bit, go a little bit more extreme. Do you think that if a woman is a sex worker, that we should make a situation where they can have health care and protections and things yes. like that. Like, 1000%. They should. Oh, you do too. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Okay. Yeah. I absolutely me think too. they should. Cause that, that's yes. kind of one of those things where I'm like, that would, that's a good example of that because yeah. they're taking, resp- they're doing, they're putting their lives at risk. Yeah. Bro. Well, they're but, doing, they're doing what they want to do. Like men that maybe climb electrical poles. That's pretty risky too. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, I, I think that's one of those examples where we could do better. And it kind of is kind of a step further than the Instagram model. But I think the same dis, uh, disparity exists, you know? Yeah. Well, and I will say, and I was even, it's interesting that you brought up sex work because I was thinking about this shit the other day. Um, I, I can't say that the totality of any it don't matter what field it is, what their motivation for being in it is. But like I said, the default, if you got it on it, the easiest point from A to B, empowerment, (laughs) X, Y, I mean, across the board, there's a lot of elements that are involved. And in my opinion, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, I do support sex workers. Mm -hmm. I 100% support sex workers. But if you talk about pouring time, resources, money, energy into um, uh, cushioning that field, Mm -hmm. I think all you're doing is really treating what amounts to a symptom of a sick society, a capitalist society, more commodification. 
Yes. Because yeah. I honestly, like, dude, I'm gonna be real with you. It's not like I'm I'm fucking Fabio and no shit like that. But bruh, I could commodify my motherfucking body and sell some ignorant shit online. I mean, yeah, if, I actually I, had like, a conversation with uh, one of my female friends uh, uh, earlier today, and we were just like, she was just talking about like, um, I brought up something about uh, people having an OnlyFans account, and she was like, "Wait, a what?" And I was like, "An OnlyFans account," and, the, and you know, we we're explaining like, "Yeah, there's some girls on there that like go on there and take pictures of their feet, or they'll take pictures of something like." Just like That's their hands the or something, and it's just like, ago, by the way, <laughs> and it's people are spending lots of money. And she was literally like, "Fuck, I can pay like rent with that or something like that." You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like that's a that's that's a system that I one thousand percent. I'm like, go in on it. If 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 there if there is a way to make money from it, then go ahead and make money from it. I don't see the problem with it. But I don't think nobody. I don't think no. I won't say none. But I, I would say the overwhelming majority of anybody that sold pictures of their feet to some creep would rather do something else, would rather be a marine biologist. I'm fucking sorry. I, I don't think that that children I, I and adolescents even, I don't think in general their aspiration ever is I want to end up being a sex worker. Yeah, it's just it's just a it's it's just like you said. I see what they're doing in terms of being a sex worker or having an OnlyFans account is that sh- the quickest distance from point A to point B. If point B is I want to have money to pay for whatever, and you have these certain assets, then go ahead and use it. You remember earlier or or last year when I when, or when I first started talking with you guys about these kind of things? You remember the debauchery tax? That I would always bring up. No. I bring it up all the time. I, I, I call it the debauchery tax, but uh-huh. that that's that's a system where in order to try to try to address the profoundly sick commodity based society we've created, we tax things that are revenue generators, but based on debauchery. Yeah. <laughs> it's and then and and directly with full transparency transparency funnel that toward what we feel would be the most fundamental effort to correct the creation of the preference of that debauchery. Mm -hmm. So all people who come out of Watts, California, California, they go to the NFL. They can't just be millionaires living in the hills. Yeah. Everything North of a million dollars a year goes directly to a special school in Watts. Mm. That's protected. It has 24 seven military, you know what I mean? Yeah. Guarding. Maybe it's stupid utopian idea uh, that I have. I, I thought the same thing about um, music. Like if you make music and we decide that if it's, if it portrays the society, the same side you come from negatively, and you feel that there's something wrong with that, we vote on that. We all mm-hmm. agree that, yeah, there's something wrong with us, that we're the only people that make music denigrating ourselves like this, bitches and hoes and niggas and yeah. shit. And all that. We're the only people. Okay, so all right. So now we tax anyone who produces albums that do really well that way and put that towards the correcting, whatever corrective measures we think will will like eliminate the creating of that mentality. Mm. What do you think about that? Well, see, if if we're talking about 
a a system that never looks back, which is what we got. Right. I mean, well we said do. Again. Yeah. Our 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 fucking American society in the United States of America, we have a society that's predicated on keep it moving. Don't look back. Don't don't complain about the past. Don't don't let let the past govern your future. And that's just there. There's some truth to it. But some of the greatest fucking uh, ruses ever pulled off had a modicum of truth that's associated with that shit. Um, I I feel like instead of problem solving on the top end as the, the waves come crashing in. I say that we invest on the bottom end. I say we work, we look at things in terms of facilitating individuals and families on the bottom end such that they don't have to struggle and don't have to be desperate and go, look, let's expand it. Let's expand it to factory work. Factory work is enormous exploitation of a human being. Mm. You know, it. there's nothing fulfilling about it. It's monotonous. You're basically coming in and consigning moments of your life in order to exist because those moments of your life materialize in terms of objects that you need, food, blah, 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 all of that kind of stuff. So if you were to ensure individuals some basic fundamental safety net that's associated with their livelihood. Mm -hmm. And this is a pipe dream, especially in the United States, because socialism is a bad word, blah, blah, blah. Andrew Yang was on to something when he's talking about universal uh, minimum income. income. Yeah, because when you have something like that in place, when you have a basic, like agreed upon baseline starting point, it allows people on the path to self-actualization. Yeah, I don't think so. Like, go ahead, go ahead. It frees them up in order to explore their actual potential instead of just being reactionary to an environment that they feel is largely out of their goddamn control and actually largely is out of their goddamn control. And so with that, I I swear to God, if if there was that universal thousand there's a thousand dollars a month type of thing how many people would actually be i don't think only fans would exist i don't think like no. i think that there would be a, a, a way less sex workers out there there would yeah. be way less shit that's like out there and then there i, I then think that that would turn into excuse me more scientists or and, and more people going to school because a thousand dollars a month that again without working for some schools that's that's tuition you know that's a college tuition that you can take care of and you're being good shape. And so being able to have your school and all that other kind of shit paid for something like that could put someone in a completely different position later on, assuming that, you know, people even give a shit about college. If not, you can start a business, you can do all sorts of other things. And so I think that if there was something like that in place, that it would honestly change a lot of the, the thoughts on, on, on gender and stuff like that. And, and, you know, there'd be, I think that there would be a, if everyone's getting that thousand dollars, it would just be, there are certain things that I think where, um, you know, some, some, there are women out there that will choose a mate because of, you know, uh, financial gain or, or there's that kind of safety 
when you have something like this in place, you don't have to worry about that shit anymore. You know what I mean? I think yep. there's going to be a lot of these subtle changes across the board in our society if if people weren't having to worry about what am I going to eat next? Yep, it's exploitation, it's commodification, and it's patriarchy. And yeah. honest, honest to fucking God, like you can frame it up however you fucking want to, but you're playing right into the hands mm. of the patriarchal powers that be when you shaking that ass and then you framing it up as empowerment. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yes, it is weaponized. Yes, it does empower you on some level, but you're just a high price commodity at that point. And there's yeah. a, there's a there are a litany of motherfuckers that are way out of any of our pay grades that look at that like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, and and at the end of the day, what real difference does that fucking make? I, and I'm not asking that in a, a, a flippant kind of way. I'm genuinely asking y'all. A, yeah. a, a chick getting up and framing things in terms of, uh, and I say chick because it's not the same for men. It just fucking isn't. Yeah. And we're fortunate that way. But getting up, shaking their ass, and framing it up as female empowerment Aside from not being ashamed of one's sexuality in terms of uh, being being perceived as chaste for mm. for the uh, for the benefit of a potential suitor, what what is the benefit of that? Who who does that empower aside from the individual that's benefiting financially or you know attention wise from that? I don't know. You're asking who does that empower? Guess just all yeah, the because people like getting the ad revenue. <laughs> yeah. Well, bro, well, yeah. I'm seeing when when I was with my ex, like I don't, I didn't ever have TikTok. I don't have Twitter. I don't fuck with a lot of shit. But like she, her son was all about some fucking TikTok, so he was on TikTok, and then she'd show me some of the shit. And there's like eight and nine year old girls doing dances to like Nicki Minaj songs on tiktok mm-hmm. and of all people look i bro i grew up listening to the chronic and all kinds of fucking like rage against the machine i i grew uh fucking easy e i grew up listening to some wild ass shit okay mm-hmm. but when i see it, it, it it's different me being in my room when i'm a little kid with my headphones on listening to that shit is a little different than a nine-year-old girl doing choreographed kind of provocative kind of dances. And shit. <laughs> they're dancing. They're doing the same dance to WAP. Yeah. <laughs> dog, like, on TikTok. And I'm yeah. like, how, what, what is that? What is the net impact of that? Whenever these individuals, as these individuals grow and blossom and, yeah. and is it, and again, I, I'm not trying to sell people short as being one dimensional, even though I'm sorry, male, female, otherwise, there's a lot of real plain ass motherfuckers that have <laughs> that only got a couple of things going for them. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it fucking is. They look like they're normal, but they're just they're kind of hollow. But yeah, I, I don't see it. I, I cannot see it as a beneficial fucking thing if I think you can do parenting in terms of 
of fostering a a human being that is comfortable with their sexuality and also comfortable with other people's sexuality and respecting them as individuals, mm-hmm. independent of this larger larger societal notion that okay, I have all this attention and I'm shaking this ass. Let me frame it up in a way that it becomes noble. I think it's delusion. I'm sorry. I think it's Mm -hmm. fucking delusion. And it is empowering for that individual. And it is empowering for whoever's rocking that shit and going around doing whatever. I I don't want to fucking speculate on it. But in my opinion, it's a fucking evolutionary social dead end. Mm-hmm. It doesn't lead to meaning. Where do you go from there? There's nowhere to go from there. That's the pinnacle. It's like saying yeah. basketball is a way to to becoming a fucking senator. I'll believe it when I fucking see it. Yeah. Now, I know that professional wrestling is a way to politics, but that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It does. The pageantry that's associated with it. Think about all the fucking uh, pro wrestlers that have become politicians. But yeah. And they've been white too. They've all been white, by the way. Oh, yeah. But the uh, the glass ceiling is there. Shut up and dribble applies to Instagram models, influencers, just the same as it does LeBron James, if not fucking more so. And people need to stop taking themselves so fucking serious about how they're perceived on some generic ass social platform and read a goddamn book, better yourself. Be more than that. Be a a ton of things. Be volumes of fucking things. So that if you're receiving criticism on this, like, well, that ain't really me. That's just some of my shit. Like Mark was saying, that's not really me. That's just a manifestation. This is is the easiest diffusal mechanism for a a part of who I am. But Mm -hmm. it isn't the totality of who I am. It's, It's like I was saying earlier. Your ear is not who you are. Your tits and ass are not who you are. But they they can be a facet of of who, how you present yourself as a human being, and that's okay. That's absolutely fucking okay. But the problem resides when that one dimensional element gets paraded around as something profound and noble to be aspired to. It's not, dog. I'm sorry. And and you know what? I think some people are going to be like, oh, I, I don't like. I don't like Chris's take on this. I don't give a fuck. I, I, <laughs> long term, I think it's fucking poisonous, and I think it's denigrating. I, I do think that the route that, and again, it's not my fucking place, you know, to speak on behalf of women whatsoever. It's yeah. not. But if I'm objectively looking at things, the route is to become more powerful through the ground up, through fundamental mm-hmm. things, through through holding capital and property independent of some male. Yeah. Yes. And if you're accruing that through shaking that ass, be honest about it. But mm-hmm. that empowerment only goes so fucking far. The that capital, glass ceiling will always hit. Yeah. The glass ceiling always hits and you always end up with shut up and fucking dribble. And under our current administration, nobody even gives a fuck if you're like a scientist or anything right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so people, people really need to be mindful of uh, where our society is naturally taking them and what's making them feel good because 
the mm-hmm. house is burning down around us. And if you're so, and I, and I've talked about it a ton of times. If you're taking yourself so fucking seriously right now, mm-hmm. and I have no problem giving someone the appropriate pronoun that they prefer to be called. But if that's your primary fucking focus right now, you can kiss my motherfucking ass because mm-hmm. we've got way bigger goddamn issues right now than that. Yeah. You can, and, and it's, it's putting band-aids on bullet wounds left and fucking right. And it just leaves the door open for more subjugation. That's more always been my, world. my problem with the on. democratic party, but go ahead. Well, it's, yeah, it's the same old shit. Like, we get Biden in here, it's just going to be a smiling face that's associated with the same commodification of human beings. Yeah. But but I don't give a fuck how you want to frame it up. Ladies, gentlemen, everybody in between or on either end, you are a goddamn commodity under our current system. And you have to accept yeah. that. And the only way that you're not a commodity is when you're out, you're, you're unplugged from it. Yeah. That's it. That's the only time you are no longer a fucking commodity. When you're mm-hmm. at your goddamn house in your garden, when you're at your house cooking on a wood stove from wood that you chopped, eating vegetables that you grew from meat that you slaughtered, yeah, you're not a commodity then. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, yeah, it's your ass. You're a fucking commodity like the rest of us. And that's all I have to say about that right now. I'm sorry I went on such a, a long no, diatribe about that shit. But. No, that's good. And I think that's a really good stopping point, honestly. I think that we've gone in and we've given this some good discussion here. And, I, you know, for a second, I thought that it would have been one of these things where it's like, oh, we should have a, a female perspective. But I think that we, we navigated ourselves through this topic. And there, there just really isn't a, a need for one. I think that we did well enough. And uh well, I would, I would, I would be more than happy to have um, a female listener like one thousand percent that, that yeah. we've had on before mm-hmm. that knows us, that knows the show, that that gives a fuck. I'd be more than happy to have them on and have them uh, parse out what they believe and and kind of dissect where you me or mark may not be on base in their opinion and you know what i'm sorry just because we have one woman on just because we have three women on doesn't mean that that's necessarily going to be a representation of the larger pattern that's going on it's just not and i know i know i know i know that three dudes sitting here talking about Women's empowerment is asinine in and of itself. All right. I'm going to stop that shit right there. I'm fucking tired of the fact that I don't have, you know, a vagina or whatever, like means that I can't talk about shit. Fuck that, dude. I'm going to sit there and talk about it. And we're going to do the best that we can. We're going to put everything through the grinder. If you want to jump on, you're going to jump on. Like you should be able to see our intent. And if you think that we're trying to be sexist, fuck you, press stop and don't listen to our shit anymore. Like plain and simple. Well, and, and, and I agree with that. And, and I think that people that have already been listening to it get, get the gist that we're not on here to say that we're right. We're on no, here to exactly. shit and yeah. make sausage and, and fucking try and figure things out. But I, I have to make allowances for especially 
like if we were talking about Melungeon shit right now, mm-hmm. like I would be like, well, yeah, everybody can kiss my asshole directly. Like just line up, fuck <laughs> you, what I say goddamn goes in this scenario. So I have to make allowances, and that's a very specific situation, but I, I have to make allowances for the fact that the three cis heterosexual men that are of a, a certain type too. Like we like fucking like we like trucks and like shooting guns and like RC cars and computer games. And we like certain shit. We aren't even representative in any way of the totality of what makes up men. Mm-hmm. We ourselves are not. So it would be lunacy for us to come on here and be like, there's not a missing piece. There, there, there absolutely are. There's multiple missing pieces yeah. that, that of shit that we probably haven't fucking thought of. Oh, but yeah. Really, the only reason why I say stuff like that is that it is just to play at devil's advocate with my own bullshit. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. underscore the fact that the reason why we're here is to not say that we're right. It's just to speak from the heart and speak honestly and get it out there and have yeah. conversations that other people are too much of a hoe to fucking have. That's exactly the point. Yeah. That's all we're here to do. So anyway, Mark, do you have any closing statements or anything like that to make? Yeah, maybe maybe for um, you know, authentic freedom doesn't have to be defended. That's yeah. I I'm agree. Yeah. <laughs> you should never have to defend your authenticity. Yeah. So like, if you're doing something like modeling or anything and you keep finding yourself having to defend it, uh, you might want to, you know, listen to the things Chris has said. It might not be, you might still be operating inside of someone else's um, dominion without mm-hmm. realizing it, you know? Yeah. And truthfully, I think the people that do get it, um, that do see that it's uh, a different world and they are being authentic. I don't think that those ones are out there trying to, you know, put people in check for saying weird shit or something like that. I mean, they're just doing their thing. They understand that it's like a completely different world or whatever. And when people are out there calling them names or whatever, they're just like, okay, you have nothing else to do, you know, better to do with your life. Uh, I, I, that's why I like to think that they're doing, but it could be something, could be something else. You know what I mean? Well, and, and let me just say in closing, and I'll, I'm not trying to put nobody on blast, but this, this is very much a, a representation of, I think, a large mindset, especially with people who are upper SES white, uh, mm-hmm. right wing, upper SES white. Um, but an ex of mine once told me, she said, uh, my pop pop, we were just having a casual conversation. She said, my pop pop said that, uh, everybody's a whore for something. Mm. And of all people to say that to, like, I was like, and, and, you know, a, a person, we've talked about dumbass peepaws a lot in the past, yeah. but just because somebody is an elder individual, a lot of times we want to assign them some kind of like arcane sage like there's knowledge. Some sage, like, yeah. Yeah. That, that, oh, that's profound that your grandfather said that. And I was like, no, 
I said, I don't believe that shit for one minute. I said, my family has come up belligerent as fucking hell. We're more of the death before dishonor type motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, like we, we're not going to be bought and sold on the basis of some arbitrary bullshit. Yeah. But I, I think that, that my grandstanding on it and me saying, well, we're not going to be bought and sold is far less profound and meaningful for anybody that's listening to take away than the thought of my pop said, everyone is a whore for something. Mm-hmm. So if, if there is a common belief system, especially in money-making motherfuckers, people that work the system, shake hands. How you doing, Phil? Let's do lunch, play a little golf. If that's existing, then I think it's safe to say that it's pretty prevalent and widespread. Yeah. So everybody's a whore for something. Are you a whore for fucking something? Are you okay being a whore for something? Yeah. And this is, Gender, this is gender neutral as hell. I yeah. personally, I'm not. I'm not okay for being a whore for nothing. I'll eat a shit sandwich every once in a while if yeah. it means if it means helping out somebody that needs help. Mm-hmm. But other than that, no, you gonna have to kill my ass. Yeah. So. Well, cool guys. I thought that this was a really good conversation. Honestly, I'm really thankful that you guys were able to jump on. I'm thankful for those of you who uh, made it through this episode and listened to it. And I hope that you guys had something or can come up with some stuff to hopefully respond to this episode. We would certainly love to be able to have a conversation like this with more females or more males, just anyone who has a different perspective other than what they have. So I want to thank you two for both jumping on. Uh, Do we have any sort of shameless shout outs or anything? Um, first of all, I want to say if I sound a little drunk or something on this podcast, it's like pizza. I like, am. Yeah. Well, no, not at all. Cause I don't even got damn drink really. But I, uh, I listened to the last podcast and I was like, God damn, like it sounds like I'm drunk. It may be because I'm Skyping and doing it over, uh, the, uh, uh, fucking doing it over my phone. Like I am like speakerphone, like I am, mm-hmm. but it kind of lagged and cut out a couple of times when I listened yeah. to the way it was. So forgive me if I sound inebriated or whatever. Um, uh, for the rest of the shit I said, like by all means, don't, you don't have to forgive me for any of that, but <laughs> I, I need to give a shameless shout out to Tyler young, who just competed at North America's nationals for strongman. And, uh, he did get first in log press I think it was a 295 pound log and he, uh, he got first with six reps and I also, I, he placed 19th out of 74 of the strongest non-professionals in the nation. So 19th out of non-pros in the nation are awesome. boy Tyler Young at grade eight performance place. So, Big shout out to him. Big shout out to Grade Eight Performance. Uh, Clint Bushong doing tactical firearms training. Um, I'll be doing some some uh, you know baseline to intermediate uh, kind of basic wilderness survival shit. And then uh, shameless shout out to Raw Power Moving Service. We still making moves. If you need something super heavy. 
that you don't think that other that normal human beings can pick up and carry safely, call us and we'll make it fucking happen. That's awesome. Mark, do you have any sort of shame shots on there? Uh yeah. Shout outs to the the Black Codes Slack channel. Really cool things going on in there. And nice. uh appreciate them keeping it alive and slowly growing the community. Uh it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. It already is, but it's gonna be some serious and impactful things to come out of it, I believe. And shout out to the Pivot School on Instagram, uh Pivot Tech School on IG, another uh um similarly similarly linked community about um uh technologists from um the diaspora and the specific demographics that are not as quite represented represented as we want. So um we're building and growing those communities. That's beautiful. One person at a time. That's really awesome. Um, I don't really have any sort of shameless shout outs. I, you know what? I do. I, I do have one. Um, I want to give a shameless shout out to the uh, to the LGBT community. Um, you know, I went to my first drag show in a very, 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 very long, long, long time. And uh, it's just it's a lot different with um, with just my point of view and age and my perspective on life and stuff like that. And it was really cool kind of like seeing um, seeing a community like that come together and, and see, uh, you know, the the rest of this, you know, the rest of Bowling Green or the people that were there really show their support. I thought that was really awesome uh, seeing everyone dress up. I had a fucking blast. Um, and, and it's just cool seeing um, just the amount of passion and work that they put behind that. So if, if you guys have never been to a drag show, it is absolutely cool. The The queens did a great job. Why? And, uh, I just think it was cool seeing them dance. I thought the art, like the 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 makeup, all the all like the co- like the costumes. There are people you're like, damn, these people spent a lot of money on this stuff. And like the the yeah. routines when they were dancing and stuff like that, it was really cool. Uh, the DJ was was pretty funny. He had some uh, he called, like when there was like cash all over the ground. He was like, hey, come get your drag droppings. And I was like, god damn, son. But. Uh, they had some cool, they had some fun jokes there. And, uh, but it was, it was a good time. I, I had a, I had a good time there, but, uh, yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to that. Um, I don't really, I will, obviously we are what 16 days, maybe away from an election. I just want to encourage all of you guys to, you know, it's your choice to go and vote, but just be, be aware, you know, be ready for your actions, uh, in, in terms of whether or not you do vote and just, be aware of the, you know, how the world is, uh, of how the world is going to be afterwards. Um, just, you know, protect yourself. There's going to, there's likely going to be some craziness, whichever way you, um, whichever way you fall politically. If you don't fall in any sort of direction politically, just try and find a way to, to somewhat know what's going on in your community. I'm a still a big proponent of the fact that our minds can't really scale up to the, to the shit that's happening outside of our cities. But, uh, if you can just try and be aware of what's happening in your towns. Um, I unfortunately, uh, well, I think my old address will allow me to vote for commissioner and stuff like that because my, my old house is in the annex. But if I, you know, lived where I, uh, you know, if I would, for some of those people that are outside of, of the city limits and stuff, there's hopefully going to be some big changes for city commissioners and, and Bowling Green. And um, I'm hoping that these people, get um get their get their shots to hopefully make some kind of a difference um this is one of the very first times where i see some 
non-scrubs that are uh, running for city commissioner and and maybe they'll make it a position worth giving a shit about. So um, at least in our town, that's something that I'm kind of excited for. And I'm not going to put any names or anything, but I do want to try and have some of the candidates on uh, for an individual episode with them just to get a feel for what they believe and you know what they feel that the position actually does. So I'm going to be reaching out this week to some of them and uh, going from there. And, you know, some would say I should interview all of them, but fuck some of them. And so they aren't going to get interviews. Well, no, so. So, those are the, <laughs> so. look, I'd love I'd love to have some of them raggedy motherfuckers on. But they're cowards. Oh, if you want the yeah, if you want the raggedy ones, we can do it. But fuck those yeah. dudes. But S- uh, Perigen, look, <laughs> I swear I would give anything and I would conduct myself as objectively and academically as humanly fucking possible if you were to come on and field some genuine questions because you delete everyone's comments even if they're polite and they ask you any kind of questions and it's not a private facebook page it's your public politician like public figure page and our bowling green ethics committee just ruled that that was her personal page so it's okay for her to delete comments and things like that nope it's a bunch of bullshit y'all y'all either acting like you don't know how facebook works or you don't know how facebook works but uh yeah i i have no love for her if she had answered questions or at least at the very least not gone out of her way to to gaslight and pretend like the opposition even fucking exists then i might have a modicum of respect for but as it stands right now i I super duper do not um we had several people show up to the forum of the virtual town hall and we asked some good questions and got some decent answers out of them folks slim nash had some good answers and our boy carlos bailey you know he he did phenomenal um i there were a lot of candidates on there that that are fantastic and all i can say if you're part of this community you really need to be doing research into who's running for office right now because it's going to make a huge difference yep 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 all right guys with that thank you all for your time thank you for your attention go do some cool shit please like we were saying be aware and what's going on in our town and your towns uh, in it just the nation across the board um do some good shit for your for your community do some good shit for someone just right down the road from you or something man just try and spread some goodness out there it's gonna get colder the sun is uh setting a lot sooner and that means for a lot of us it's gonna be you know that less sunlight actually translates to increased amounts of depression so do what you can to keep yourselves happy try and you know put some of that shit out there to make someone else happy you know obviously times are tough for a lot of us out there and so just do what you can to not be part of the problem and with that i wish everyone a good week and uh we are out you are all a commodity peace (laughs) (laughs) perfect